Welcome to ReachMD. This medical industry feature, titled Pomalist, a therapy for relapsed refractory multiple myeloma, is sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb. This program is intended for healthcare providers based in the United States. This program is not available for CME credits. If you miss any part of this discussion, visit reachmd.com slash industry feature. The treatment landscape for multiple myeloma has been evolving rapidly over the recent years. For appropriate adult patients with relapsed refractory multiple myeloma, consider pomalist, pomalidomide, which can either be used as part of a doublet regimen in combination with dexamethasone or as a triplet regimen with dexamethasone and other medications such as daratumumab or elotuzumab for patients who have received at least two prior therapies, including lenalidomide and a proteasome inhibitor. Let's first review select indications with pomalist and some important safety information for pomalist, including boxed warnings. Pomalist and implicity indications. Pomalist, pomalidomide, capsules, 1, 2, 3, 4 milligrams, is a thalidomide analog indicated in combination with dexamethasone for adult patients with multiple myeloma who have received at least two prior therapies, including lenalidomide and a proteasome inhibitor and have demonstrated disease progression on or within 60 days of completion of the last therapy. Emplicity, elituzumab, is indicated in combination with pomalist and dexamethasone for the treatment of adult patients with multiple myeloma who have received at least two prior therapies, including lenalidomide and a proteasome inhibitor. Pomalist plus dexamethasone plus daratumumab indication. Pomalist plus dexamethasone plus daratumumab is indicated for the treatment of adult patients with multiple myeloma who have received at least two prior therapies, including lenalidomide and a proteasome inhibitor. Information about pomalist plus dexamethasone plus daratumumab does not appear in the pomalist prescribing information, PI. Please see the daratumumab full PI for a complete discussion of important safety information at www.darzalexhcp.com IV. Important safety information for pomalist, emplicity, and daratumumab. Pomalist boxed warnings. Warning, embryo-fetal toxicity and venous and arterial thromboembolism. Embryo-fetal toxicity. Pomalist is contraindicated in pregnancy. Pomalist is a thalidomide analog. Thalidomide is a known human teratogen that causes severe birth defects or embryo-fetal death. In females of reproductive potential, obtain two negative pregnancy tests before starting pomalist treatment. Females of reproductive potential must use two forms of contraception or continuously abstain from heterosexual sex during and for four weeks after stopping pomalist treatment. Pomalist is only available through a restricted distribution program called Pomalist REMS, venous and arterial thromboembolism, deep venous thrombosis, DVT, pulmonary embolism, PE, myocardial infarction, and stroke occur in patients with multiple myeloma treated with pomalist. Prophylactic antithrombotic measures were employed in clinical trials. Thromboprophylaxis is recommended, and the choice of regimen should be based on assessment of the patient's underlying risk factors. Contraindications for pomalist. Pregnancy. Pomalist can cause fetal harm and is contraindicated in females who are pregnant. If the patient becomes pregnant while taking this drug, the patient should be apprised of the potential risk to a fetus. Hypersensitivity. Pomalist is contraindicated in patients who have demonstrated severe hypersensitivity, for example, angioedema, anaphylaxis, to pomalidomide or any of the excipients. 
Contraindications for daratumumab. Daratumumab is contraindicated in patients with a history of severe hypersensitivity, for example, anaphylactic reactions, to daratumumab or any of the components of the formulation. Important safety information for pomalist, including boxed warnings, and important safety information for implicity will be provided throughout this podcast. This information can also be accessed at www.pomalisthcp.com and www.implicityhcp.com, respectively. Important safety information for daratumumab will be provided throughout this podcast. More information about daratumumab can be accessed at www.darzalexhcp.com IV. Pomalus Plus Dex, a doublet therapy, was studied in a Phase three multi-center, randomized, open-label trial of Pomalus Plus Low-Dose Dex versus High-Dose Dex in 455 patients, ITT population, with relapsed refractory multiple myeloma, who'd received at least two prior treatment regimens, including Revlimid, lenalidomide, and bortezomib, and demonstrated disease progression on or within 60 days of last therapy. Some key exclusion criteria included serum bilirubin greater than 2.0 mg per deciliter, aspartate and alanine aminotransferase, or AST-ALT ratio greater than 3 times ULN, and creatinine clearance, or CRCL, less than 45 milliliters per minute. Patients were randomized in a 2-to-1 fashion. 302 patients in the pomalist plus low-dose DEX arm received 4 mg of pomalist orally on days 1 through 21 of 28-day cycles, with 40 mg of low-dose DEX once daily on days 1, 8, 15, and 22 of 28-day cycles. 153 patients in the high-dose DEX arm received 40 mg of DEX once daily on days 1 through 4, 9 through 12, and 17 through 20 of 28-day cycles. Patients greater than 75 years received 20 mg of DEX in the same respective dosing schedules. Patients receiving pomalus plus low-dose DEX were required to receive prophylaxis or antithrombotic treatment, as well as any other patient with a history of DVT or PE. The primary endpoint was progression-free survival, or PFS, and a key secondary efficacy endpoint was overall survival, or OS. Treatment continued until disease progression. In the study, 94% were refractory to Revlimid, 79% of patients were refractory to bortezomib, and 74% were refractory to both Revlimid and bortezomib. To access the full prescribing information for Revlimid, including boxed warnings, please visit www.revlimidhcp.com. Patients had received a median of five prior therapies. The median age was 64 years, ranging from 35 to 87 years of age. 59% of the patients were male, 78% were white, 1.5% black or African American, less than 1% Asian, and less than 1% were another race. The Eastern Cooperative Oncology Group, or ECOG, performance status was 0 in 32%, 1 in 49%, 2 in 17%, and 3 in less than 1% of patients, and the International Staging System, or ISS stage, was 1 or 2 in 64% and 3 in 32% of patients. 41% of patients had DEL13Q14, DEL17P13, T414, or T1416. Please see full baseline characteristics in the Pomalist prescribing information at www.pomalisthcp.com.
The secondary endpoint demonstrated a 30% reduced risk of death with pomelis plus low-dose dexamethasone versus high-dose dexamethasone. The key secondary efficacy endpoint of median OS for pomelis plus low-dose dexamethasone was 12.4 months with a 95% confidence interval of 10.4 to 15.3 months. For high-dose dexamethasone, the median OS was 8 months with a 95% confidence interval of 6.9 to 9 months. The hazard ratio was 0.70 with a 95% confidence interval of 0.54 to 0.92. The p-value was 0.009. The OS data cutoff was March 1, 2013. For the primary endpoint, pomelis plus low-dose dexamethasone doubled the median PFS of high-dose dexamethasone, 3.6 months with a 95% confidence interval of 3.0 to 4.6 months versus 1.8 months with a 95% confidence interval of 1.6 to 2.1 months. The hazard ratio is 0.45 with a 95% confidence interval of 0.35 to 0.59. The p-value was less than 0.001. The PFS data cutoff was September 7, 2012. In the Phase three trial, PFS and OS were based on the assessment by the Independent Review Adjudication Committee, IRAC, review at the final PFS and OS analysis. The safety profile for pomelis plus dexamethasone included the most common adverse reactions of any grade that occurred in at least 20% of patients in the PD arm and greater than or equal to 2% higher than the high-dose dex arm were neutropenia, fatigacenia, upper respiratory tract infection, thrombocytopenia, pyrexia, dyspnea, diarrhea, constipation, cough, and back pain. Grade 3 or 4 adverse reactions, greater than or equal to 15% in the pomelis plus low-dose dex arm, and greater than or equal to 1% higher than the high-dose dex arm, included neutropenia, 48%, thrombocytopenia, 22%, and pneumonia, 16%. 67% of trial patients experienced at least one dose interruption of pomelist, while 27% of patients experienced at least one dose reduction of pomelist and 8% discontinued treatment with pomelist. The median time to first dose interruption and first dose reduction of pomelist was 4.1 weeks and 4.5 weeks, respectively, and the majority of patients remained on pomelist plus dex until disease progression or unacceptable toxicities with dose modifications. Now, Let's review the warnings and precautions for pomelist. Embryo-fetal toxicity and females of reproductive potential. See boxed warnings for pomelist. Males. Pomalidomide is present in the semen of patients receiving the drug. Males must always use a latex or synthetic condom during any sexual contact with females of reproductive potential while taking pomelist, and for up to four weeks after discontinuing pomelist, even if they have undergone a successful vasectomy. Males must not donate sperm. Blood donation. Patients must not donate blood during treatment with pomelist and for four weeks following discontinuation of pomelist therapy because the blood might be given to a pregnant female patient whose fetus must not be exposed to pomelist. Pomelist REMS program. See boxed warnings. Prescribers and pharmacies must be certified with the pomelist REMS program by enrolling and complying with the REMS requirements. Pharmacies must only dispense to patients who are authorized to receive pomelist. Patients must sign a patient-physician agreement form and comply with REMS requirements. 
Female patients of reproductive potential who are not pregnant must comply with the pregnancy testing and contraception requirements, and males must comply with contraception requirements. Further information about the Pomalist REMS program is available at www.celgeneriskmanagement.com or by telephone at 1-888-423-5436. Venous and arterial thromboembolism. See boxed warnings for Pomalist. Patients with known risk factors, including prior thrombosis, may be at greater risk, and action should be taken to try to minimize all modifiable factors, for example, hyperlipidemia, hypertension, smoking. Thromboprophylaxis is recommended, and the choice of regimen should be based on assessment of the patient's underlying risk factors. Increased mortality with pembrolizumab. In clinical trials in patients with multiple myeloma, the addition of pembrolizumab to a thalidomide analog plus dexamethasone resulted in increased mortality. Treatment of patients with multiple myeloma with a PD-1 or PD-L1 blocking antibody in combination with a thalidomide analog plus dexamethasone is not recommended outside of controlled clinical trials. Hematologic toxicity. Neutropenia, 46% was the most frequently reported grade 3 or 4 adverse reaction in patients taking pomalist in clinical trials, followed by anemia and thrombocytopenia. Monitor complete blood counts weekly for the first 8 weeks and monthly thereafter. Patients may require dose interruption and or modification. Pomalist plus dex plus dara, a triplet therapy, was studied in an open-label trial without a comparator arm in 103 patients who received a prior proteasome inhibitor and Revlimid. Patients were required to have calculated CRCL greater than or equal to 45 milliliters per minute per 1.73 meters squared, AST-ALT less than or equal to 2.5 times ULN, and total bilirubin less than or equal to 2 milligrams per deciliter. During weeks 1 through 8, patients received 16 milligrams per kilogram of DARA as an intravenous infusion weekly. During weeks 9 through 24, they received the infusion every two weeks, followed by every four weeks from week 25 until disease progression. In addition, patients received 4 mg of pomalist once daily orally on days 1 through 21 of repeated 28-day cycles and 40 mg per week low-dose oral or intravenous dex with reduced dose of 20 mg per week for patients greater than 75 years or with a body mass index, or BMI, less than 18.5. On DARA infusion days, 20 mg of the DEX dose was given as a pre-infusion medication between 1 and 3 hours before DARA and the remainder given the following day. For patients on a reduced DEX dose, the entire 20 mg dose was given as a pre-infusion medication prior to DARA. Patients in the trial were treated until disease progression. 89% of the patients enrolled in the trial were refractory to Revlimid, while 71% were refractory to bortezomib, and 64% of patients were refractory to both Revlimid and bortezomib. To access the full prescribing information for Revlimid, including boxed warnings, please visit www.revlimidhcp.com. Patients had received a median of four prior lines of therapy, including 74% of patients having undergone ASCT, 98% having received bortezomib, 33% carfilzomib, and with 98% previously treated with the combination of bortezomib and lenalidomide. The median age was 64 years, ranging from 35 to 86. 
the ECOG performance status was 0 in 27%, 1 in 61%, and 2 in 12% of patients. 87 out of 103 patients had available cytogenetic data, 18% were DEL17P, 7% were T414, and 1% were T1416. Please see full baseline characteristics for daratumumab in the prescribing information at www.darzalexhcp.com IV. The overall response rate was 59.2%, with a 95% confidence interval of 49.1 to 68.8. The overall response rate was comprised of a 7.8% stringent complete response, 5.8% complete response, 28.2% very good partial response, and a 17.5% partial response. The median duration of response was 13.6 months, ranging from 0.9 plus to 14.6 plus months. The median time to response was one month, ranging from 0.9 to 2.8 months. Efficacy results were based on overall response rate as determined by Independent Review Committee using IMWG criteria. The most common adverse reactions occurring in at least 50% of patients are neutropenia, lymphopenia, thrombocytopenia, anemia, infusion reactions, fatigue, and upper respiratory tract infection. Grade 3-4 hematologic adverse reactions that occurred in at least 20% of patients are lymphopenia, neutropenia, anemia, and thrombocytopenia. Neutropenia was the most common adverse reaction in 95% of patients, with 44% of patients presenting with grade 1 or 2 at baseline. The overall incidence of adverse reactions was 49%. Serious adverse reactions reported in greater than 5% of patients included pneumonia, which occurred in 7% of patients. Let's review the warnings and precautions and adverse reactions for daratumumab. Warnings and precautions for daratumumab. Infusion-related reactions. Daratumumab can cause severe and or serious infusion-related reactions, including anaphylactic reactions. These reactions can be life-threatening and fatal outcomes have been reported. Interrupt daratumumab infusion for infusion-related reactions of any severity. Permanently discontinue the infusion in case of anaphylactic reactions or life-threatening infusion reactions and institute appropriate emergency care. Interference with cross-matching and red blood cell antibody screening. Daratumumab binds to CD38 on red blood cells, RBCs, and results in a positive indirect antiglobulin test, indirect Coombs test, which may persist for up to six months after the last daratumumab infusion. Type and screen patients prior to starting treatment. Inform blood banks that a patient has received daratumumab. Neutropenia. Monitor complete blood cell counts periodically during treatment. Monitor patients with neutropenia for signs of infection. Consider withholding daratumumab until recovery of neutrophils. Thrombocytopenia. Monitor complete blood cell counts periodically during treatment. Consider withholding daratumumab until recovery of platelets. Interference with determination of complete response. Daratumumab can interfere with the determination of complete response and of disease progression in some patients with IgG kappa myeloma protein. Embryo-fetal toxicity can cause fetal harm. Advise pregnant women of the potential risk to a fetus and advise females of reproductive potential to use effective contraception. Adverse reactions for pomalist plus dexamethasone plus daratumumab. 
the most common adverse reactions, greater than or equal to 20%, included neutropenia, 95%, lymphopenia, 94%, thrombocytopenia, 75%, anemia, 57%, infusion reactions, 50%, fatigue, 50%, upper respiratory tract infection, 50%, cough, 43%, diarrhea, 38%, constipation, 33%, dyspnea, 33%, nausea, 30%, muscle spasms, 26%, pyrexia, 25%, back pain, 25%, insomnia, 23%, arthralgia, 22%, vomiting, 21%, dizziness, 21%, and chills, 20%. Grade 3 or 4 hematology laboratory abnormalities included neutropenia, 82%, lymphopenia, 71%, anemia, 30%, and thrombocytopenia, 20%. Information about pomalist plus dexamethasone plus daratumumab does not appear in the pomalist prescribing information, PI. Please see the daratumumab full PI for a complete discussion of important safety information at www.darzalexhcp.com IV. Pomalus plus dex plus simplicity, a triplet therapy, was studied in a phase two randomized open-label study in 117 patients with RRMM who have received at least two prior lines of therapy, including revlimid and a PI, and were refractory to the most recent therapy. Some key exclusion criteria included CRCL less than 45 milliliters per minute and bilirubin greater than or equal to two times ULN or AST, ALT, greater than or equal to three times ULN. Sixty patients were randomized to receive pomalus plus DEX plus simplicity, and 57 patients were randomized to receive pomalus plus DEX. In the triplet arm, patients received 4 mg of pomalus orally once daily on days 1 through 21 of a repeated 28-day cycle. In cycles 1 and 2, patients received 10 mg per kilogram of implicity IV weekly and DEX weekly. From cycle 3 onward, patients received implicity 20 mg per kilogram IV every 4 weeks and DEX weekly. In the doublet arm, patients received pomalus plus 40 mg of DEX weekly, taken orally, 20 mg in patients greater than or equal to 75 years of age. The primary endpoint was PFS, and a secondary endpoint was ORR. On days that implicity was administered, DEX 28 mg was given orally between 3 and 24 hours before implicity plus 8 mg IV between 45 and 90 minutes before implicity. For patients greater than 75 years, an oral dose of 8 mg and an IV dose of 8 mg were administered. Premedication with DEX, H1 blocker diphenhydramine, 25 to 50 mg orally or IV, were equivalent, H2 blocker, and 650 to 1,000 mg oral acetaminophen prior to implicity infusion was required. On weeks without an implicity infusion, DEX was given as an oral 40 mg dose, 20 mg in patients greater than 75 years. 87% of the patients enrolled in the trial were refractory to Revlimid, while 80% were refractory to a proteasome inhibitor, and 70% of patients were refractory to both Revlimid and a proteasome inhibitor. To access the full prescribing information for Revlimid, including boxed warnings, please visit www.revlimidhcp.com. Patients had received a median of three prior therapies. The median patient age was 67 years, ranging from 36 to 81. 
57% of patients were male, 77% of patients were white, 21% were Asians, and 1% were black. The ECOG performance status was 0 in 44%, 1 in 46%, and 2 in 10% of patients, and the ISS stage was 1 in 50%, 2 in 38%, and 3 in 12% of patients. As determined by Fish, 5% of patients had DEL-17P, and 11% had T414 chromosomal lab abnormalities. Please see full baseline characteristics in Implicity prescribing information at www.implicityhcp.com. Study results demonstrated a 46% reduction in the risk of disease progression or death for pomalist plus dexamethasone plus Implicity versus pomalist plus dexamethasone. The primary endpoint of median PFS for pomalis plus dexamethasone plus implicity was 10.3 months with a 95% confidence interval of 5.6 to not estimable. The minimum follow-up of PFS was 9.1 months. For pomalis plus dexamethasone, the median PFS was 4.7 months with a 95% confidence interval of 2.8 to 7.2 months. The hazard ratio was 0.54, with a 95% confidence interval of 0.34 to 0.86. The p-value was 0.0078. The secondary endpoint of overall response rate for pomalis plus dexamethasone plus implicity was 53.3%, with a 95% confidence interval of 40.0 to 66.3, where CR plus SCR is 8.3%, VGPR is 11.7%, and PR is 33.3%, compared to 26.3% for pomalis plus dexamethasone, with a 95% confidence interval of 15.5 to 39.7, where CR plus SCR is 1.8%, VGPR is 7.0%, and PR is 17.5%. The p-value was 0.0029. Efficacy was evaluated by PFS and ORR as determined by the investigator. ORR was assessed using IMWG response criteria, and ORR includes complete response, complete response plus stringent complete response, very good partial response, and partial response. The interference of implicity with the assessment of myeloma protein with immunofixation and serum protein electrophoresis assays may interfere with correct response classification. The most common adverse reactions of any grade that occurred in at least 20% of patients in the triplet arm and with at least a 5% higher incidence than the doublet arm were constipation and hyperglycemia. The overall incidence of serious adverse reactions was 22% in patients treated with pomalist plus dexamethasone and elotuzumab compared with 15% treated with pomalist plus dexamethasone. The most frequent serious adverse reactions were pneumonia and respiratory tract infection. 65% of patients treated in either arm experienced infections of any grade. Grade 3-4 infections were reported in 13% of patients treated with the triplet versus 22% with the doublet. Infusion reactions were reported in 3.3% of patients treated with the triplet. 5% of patients discontinued treatment due to adverse reactions with pomalist plus dexamethasone and elotuzumab, compared with 1.8% with pomalist plus dexamethasone. Now, let's review the warnings and precautions for elotuzumab and pomalidomide, 
followed by the adverse reactions for pomelis plus dexamethasone plus elotuzumab, and remaining important safety information. Warnings and precautions for pomelist and implicity. Venous and arterial thromboembolism. See boxed warnings for pomelist. Patients with known risk factors, including prior thrombosis, may be at greater risk, and actions should be taken to try to minimize all modifiable factors. For example, hyperlipidemia, hypertension, smoking. Thromboprophylaxis is recommended, and the choice of regimen should be based on assessment of the patient's underlying risk factors. Hepatotoxicity. Hepatic failure, including fatal cases, has occurred in patients treated with pomalist. Elevated levels of alanine aminotransferase and bilirubin have also been observed in patients treated with pomalist. Monitor liver function tests monthly. Stop pomalist upon elevation of liver enzymes. After return to baseline values, treatment at a lower dose may be considered. In the Eloquent 2 trial, Emplicity plus lenalidomide plus dexamethasone versus lenalidomide plus dexamethasone, N equals 635. AST-ALT, greater than three times the upper limit. Total bilirubin, greater than two times the upper limit. And alkaline phosphatase, less than two times the upper limit, were 2.5% implicity arm versus 0.6% control arm. Of eight patients experiencing hepatotoxicity, two patients discontinued treatment, while six patients had resolution and continued. Stop amplicity upon greater than or equal to grade 3 elevation of liver enzymes. Continuation of treatment may be considered after return to baseline values. Infusion reactions. Infusion reactions were reported in 3.3% of patients treated with amplicity in the Eloquent 3 trial, amplicity plus pomalidomide plus dexamethasone, EPD, versus pomalidomide plus dexamethasone, PD. The only infusion reaction symptom was chest discomfort, 2%, which was grade 1. All the patients who experienced an infusion reaction had them during the first treatment cycle. If a grade 2 or higher infusion reaction occurs, interrupt the implicity infusion and institute appropriate medical and supportive measures. If the infusion reaction recurs, stop the implicity infusion and do not restart it on that day. Severe infusion reactions may require permanent discontinuation of implicity therapy and emergency treatment. Premedicate with dexamethasone, H1 blocker, H2 blocker, and acetaminophen prior to implicity infusion. Infections. In the Eloquent 3 trial, N equals 115. Infections were reported in 65% of patients in both the EPD arm and the PD arm. Grade 3, 4 infections were reported in 13% EPD and 22% PD. Discontinuations due to infections were 7% EPD and 5% PD. Fatal infections were 5% EPD and 3.6% PD. Opportunistic infections were reported in 10% EPD and 9% PD. Herpes zoster was reported in 5% EPD and 1.8% PD. Monitor patients for development of infections and treat promptly. Severe cutaneous reactions. Severe cutaneous reactions, including Stevens-Johnson syndrome, SJS, toxic epidermal necrolysis, 10, and drug reaction with eosinophilia and systemic symptoms, DRESS, have been reported with pomalist. DRESS may present with a cutaneous reaction, such as rash or exfoliative dermatitis. 
eosinophilia, fever, and or lymphadenopathy with systemic complications such as hepatitis, nephritis, pneumonitis, myocarditis, and or pericarditis. These reactions can be fatal. Consider pomalist interruption or discontinuation for grade 2 or 3 skin rash. Permanently discontinue pomalist for grade 4 rash, exfoliative or bullous rash, or any other severe cutaneous reactions such as SJS, TEN, or DRESS. Dizziness and confusional state. In patients taking pomalist in clinical trials, 14% experience dizziness, 1% grade 3 or 4, and 7% a confusional state, 3% grade 3 or 4. Instruct patients to avoid situations where dizziness or confusional state may be a problem, and not to take other medications that may cause dizziness or confusional state without adequate medical advice. Neuropathy. In patients taking pomalist in clinical trials, 18% experienced neuropathy, 2% grade 3 in one trial, and 12% peripheral neuropathy. Second primary malignancies, SPMs. Cases of acute myelogenous leukemia have been reported in patients receiving pomalist as an investigational therapy outside of multiple myeloma. In the Implicity Eloquent 3 trial, N equals 115, Invasive SPMs were 0% EPD and 1.8% PD. Monitor patients for the development of SPMs. Tumor lysis syndrome, TLS. TLS may occur in patients treated with pomalist. Patients at risk are those with high tumor burden prior to treatment. These patients should be monitored closely and appropriate precautions taken. Interference with determination of complete response. Implicity is a humanized IgG kappa monoclonal antibody that can be detected on both the serum protein electrophoresis and immunofixation assays used for the clinical monitoring of endogenous M protein. This interference can impact the determination of complete response and possibly relapse from complete response in patients with IgG kappa myeloma protein. Hypersensitivity. Hypersensitivity, including angioedema, anaphylaxis, and anaphylactic reactions to pomalist have been reported. Permanently discontinue pomalist for angioedema or anaphylaxis. Adverse reactions for pomalist and implicity. The most common adverse reactions for pomalist, greater than or equal to 30%, included fatigue, anesthenia, neutropenia, anemia, constipation, nausea, diarrhea, dyspnea, upper respiratory tract infections, back pain, and pyrexia. In the phase 3 trial, nearly all patients treated with pomalist plus low-dose dex experienced at least one adverse reaction, 99%. Adverse reactions, greater than or equal to 15% in the pomalist plus low-dose dex arm, and greater than or equal to 2% higher than control, included neutropenia, 51%, fatigue and asthenia, 47%, upper respiratory tract infection, 31%, thrombocytopenia, 30%, pyrexia, 27%, dyspnea, 25%, diarrhea, 22%, constipation, 22%, back pain, 20%, cough, 20%, pneumonia, 19%, bone pain, 18%, edema peripheral, 17%, peripheral neuropathy, 17%, muscle spasms, 15%, and nausea, 15%. Grade 3 or 4 adverse reactions, greater than or equal to 15%, in the pomalist plus low-dose dex arm, 
and greater than or equal to 1% higher than control, included neutropenia, 48%, thrombocytopenia, 22%, and pneumonia, 16%. Serious adverse reactions in the Implicity Eloquent 3 trial were 22% EPD and 15% PD. The most frequent serious adverse reactions in the EPD arm compared to the PD arm were pneumonia, 13%, 11%, and respiratory tract infection, 7%, 3.6%. The most common adverse reactions in EPD arm, greater than or equal to 20% EPD and PD respectively, were constipation, 22%, 11%, and hyperglycemia, 20%, 15%. There are some drug interactions for pomalist. Avoid concomitant use of pomalist with strong inhibitors of CYP1A2. If concomitant use of a strong CYP1A2 inhibitor is unavoidable, reduce pomalist dose to 2 mg. Use in specific populations for pomalist and implicity. Pregnancy. See boxed warnings for pomalist. If pregnancy does occur during treatment, immediately discontinue the drug and refer patient to an obstetrician-gynecologist experienced in reproductive toxicity for further evaluation and counseling. There is a pomalist pregnancy exposure registry that monitors pregnancy outcomes in females exposed to pomalist during pregnancy, as well as female partners of male patients who are exposed to pomalist. This registry is also used to understand the root cause for pregnancy. Report any suspected fetal exposure to pomalus to the FDA via the MedWatch program at 1-800-FDA-1088 and also to Celgene Corporation at 1-888-423-5436. Pregnancy and Implicity Use There are no available data on implicity use in pregnant women to inform a drug-associated risk of major defects and miscarriage. Lactation there is no information regarding the presence of pomalidomide or elituzumab in human milk, the effects of pomalist or implicity on the breastfed child, or the effects of pomalist or implicity on milk production. Pomalidomide was excreted in the milk of lactating rats. Because many drugs are excreted in human milk, and because of the potential for adverse reactions in a breastfed child from pomalist, advise women not to breastfeed during treatment with pomalist or pomalist in combination with implicity. Pediatric use. Safety and effectiveness have not been established in pediatric patients. Geriatric use. No dosage adjustment is required for pomalist based on age. Patients greater than 65 years of age were more likely than patients less than or equal to 65 years of age to experience pneumonia. Renal impairment. For patients with severe renal impairment requiring dialysis, Reduce the recommended dosage to 3 mg orally daily. Take dose of pomalist following hemodialysis on hemodialysis days. Hepatic impairment. In patients with mild to moderate hepatic impairment, reduce pomalist dosage to 3 mg orally daily and to 2 mg orally daily in patients with severe hepatic impairment. Smoking tobacco. Advise patients that smoking may reduce the efficacy of pomalist. Cigarette smoking reduces pomalidomide AUC due to CYP1A2 induction. Please see full prescribing information for pomalist, including boxed warnings, at www.pomalisthcp.com and full prescribing information for implicity at www.implicityhcp.com.
Information about pomalist plus dexamethasone plus daratumumab does not appear in the pomalist prescribing information. Please see the daratumumab full PI for a complete discussion of important safety information at www.darzalexhcp.com IV. Consider a pomalist plus dex-containing regimen for your appropriate adult patients with relapsed refractory multiple myeloma who have received at least two prior therapies, including lenalidomide and a proteasome inhibitor. This program was sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb. If you missed any part of this discussion, or to find others in the series, visit reachmd.com slash industry feature. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.